This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode 11, take one. And with the local DBC news, L. Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More so than But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Wawa Welcome to the Drive-In Pod. It's your boy Nez here, and we're back with a heavy, heavy episode today. Today we're reviewing the new Borat. We've got news from Thor 4, Race to the Oscar, one of our trademark segments, uh, news about a Scorpion King reboot, and much, much more movie news and reviews coming at you. It's the Drive-In Pod, episode 11. Let's get after it. All right, boys, boys, we're back. And by we're back, I mean I'm back. Hello. It is such a pleasure and a delight to be <laughs> present once again. The return of the prodigal son, Nez. I'm so The return of the king. Back, man. I'm the return of the king. It's been so, I've been so sad. I've been editing these podcasts that I can't even record on, except for that one that I recorded from my rec- computer, the spoiler warning, but that's the only thing that I really contributed. <laughs> Oh man, it feels so good to be back, guys. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm ready to to hit the ground running. He's geared um, up, folks. He's geared oh, up. Yeah. If you could attack a podcast, that's what I'm going to do. I'm attack it like a lion in the wild. Let's get after it. What your cameo? I forgot what episode it was when you did the whoa whoa whoa. Hold up there, what was it? Hold up there, speed racer. What <laughs> it? I because I I listened back to it obviously every time we release it to make sure Mm -hmm. like sounds good and everything when I saw that I just like took my headphones off out and I had to just keep laughing (laughs) yeah I I mean you guys told me I had enter like include a spoiler warning so I figured I'd add add some sort of uh you know Nez twist to it to make very creative I'm I, I was trying here I was trying here I really missed it though I'm I'm so happy to be back we're happy to have you back, right? Mm. We were we were missing the soul of the pod. We were missing it, and now it has returned, and now we're going to be back and better than ever. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate we it. missed you too. Let's get after, huh? What do we got? What do we got on the docket today? Is it the checkup? Oh yeah, we got a checkup. We always we, have a checkup. Doctor O, check us up. Mm. We, should, we should say that now. <laughs> <laughs> How about to check us up, right? So, <laughs> so leading off, we have some news with. Uh, a Quiet Place, John Krasinski's uh, horror series, okay? Quiet Place Part 2 was supposed to already debut about eight months ago, but uh, we're already getting news about a spinoff, okay? It's going to be directed by Jeff Nichols. It's going to come from a script, an idea from John Krasinski himself. Uh, it's going to obviously expand the franchise's cinematic universe. Uh, Jeff Nichols, right, uh, acclaimed director. He's worked on a lot of independent films. He's worked on Mud, starring Matthew McConaughey. He's done Midnight Special and then Loving. Uh, three incredible movies, if you haven't checked them out. So expect a release for this spinoff is 2022, and obviously we're getting Quiet Place Part 2 in 2021. So, boys, what do we think? Flex, let's start with you. So close. 2022. Like, it was, a Quiet Place 2 is going to come out in 2021. Next year, already going to have another one. Incredible. Another thing is that they're that confident in this second one that they're already announcing a third one. Now, you might say, okay, maybe are they that confident or is it just a marketing plug? Is it, oh, like this is just free marketing if we just say we're coming out with another one and people will remember that even through all these movie delays, oh, I forgot about A Quiet Place 2 is coming out next year. So I think this is interesting how they announce it now where there's not, right now you're not really getting any movie delays. Like if you, in our checkup today, I don't I don't know if there's been any movie delays this past week. So there's an interesting time to announce how they're going to have another quiet place movie. What, yeah, what about what about you guys? Uh it's going to suck. Both of them. <laughs> I think so. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I I literally just lack information overall, but here's the thing, guys. Horror movies are so profitable. They're always going to be good, right? True that. The first horror movie, if it's good, the, the second and, and third are just never good. The sequels, oh, it, they're always terrible. I, I, it's just, it, it, it's bad. I don't know any good horror movie sequels that are good. Do you, you guys know any? I, I, I don't know. 
like when not like I agree with you 100%. Like when I think of Halloween, every Halloween that came after the initial Halloween, right? Was I don't even know how awful. many there are. There's like a million. Five. Yeah, and there's like different spin-offs to them and like they recast all the characters. They like, right. always suck. But yeah. but like if they already greenlit a third movie here, like it just tells me like they got they must have ideas up the wazoo right now. Krasinski mm-hmm. is buzzing, right? He's got a bunch of directing ideas. accomplished director but at this and at the same time, I like on Halloween, I didn't do much. I was stuck at home, obviously. I mm-hmm. watched A Quiet Place again. That mm-hmm. movie's a masterpiece. I love that movie mm-hmm. so much. It's so I concise know. and it it hits so and like the acting's great. The concept is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the set a uh, part two. And then you have Cillian Murphy in the mix. I'm thinking the spin-off could even explore his character, maybe his origins. Like mm. you can, like there's so much you could do. And like it may not even be associated with those characters in general. Like mm. think about different settings you could use. Like they were on a farm like during the first quiet place, but how about like, how did those monsters, what happened? How did they get there in the first place? There's so much they could do. So, uh, right. but at the same time, like we don't even know how the second one's going to do. What if, <laughs> what if it sucks? Like you're saying, or yeah. what if the second one, they kill off like Emily Blunt or they kill off Killian Murphy. You know, you didn't think John Krasinski was going to die. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Holy. That came out in 2018. Come on. Came out in 2018 spring. Slow down there, Is that going to be my new podcast tagline? Slow down there, buckaroo. That should be but, like. Oh, my God. But, like, but seriously, though, if they're already greenlighting a third one, like, they got to. And there's already been a surprise in the first one. I bet there's going to be another one out of nowhere in the second one. And I wouldn't be surprised Emily Blunt or one of the kids or Killian Murphy just get the axe. Like, I mean, like, if we're just dropping spoilers left and right, they did it in the beginning of the first one, too. It's not only dropping yes. Krasinski. Yes, you, right. you didn't think at the beginning of that movie, like the little, the, the smallest kid in the family, like the four year old, absolutely murked by one of those and aliens. I will say that movie is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in movie theater. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I saw it. Oh, in like I could a, imagine. I, could I saw imagine. it in like a 500 person movie theater, like a gigantic theater. And it was only like a fifth full. It was like a Tuesday night. And I was I was in England watching this freaking movie. And everyone was just like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck? The crowd's like, louder than the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Like just how quiet it was. But everyone in the monotone because uh, all the like surprising elements of it and the all of a sudden the screeches from the uh, crazy animals or whatever you want to call them aliens. Oh God. It was insane in the theaters. I oh, it just makes me want to get movie theaters back, but that's a separate topic. Yeah. All right. So we have quiet place spinoff coming in 2022 after part two in 2021. Next up on the docket, we have Chris Pratt confirmed to appear in Thor love and thunder alongside Chris Hemsworth. Uh, they're continuing. Uh, those two are continuing their chemistry back from Avengers infinity war and uh, the news isn't all that surprising, judging by the end of Endgame, where you have uh, Thor riding off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think it's still pretty freaking cool that we're going to have like Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor. Uh, anything to say about uh, this news, this Marvel news? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I love the... Uh... I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they're one. Of, they're probably my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of the MCU. Uh, Thor's really kind of seen its own reboot. It's been injected with a lot of personality, uh, like the movies and the character in general. Um, and then you throw in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is all personality. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited about it. We all kind of saw this coming at the end of Endgame, but uh, you know, just hearing them announce it is is also very exciting, and I'm 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 very much looking forward to it. Uh, I think they all play well off each other, especially Chris Pratt and um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, right. You saw that chemistry, like you Chris's. said. You saw that chemistry between them. I thought that was great. And how now we have Taika writing for Chris Pratt and the Guardians. That's going to be very interesting to see how he's going to portray them and mm-hmm. how, like, what he, maybe he collaborates with James Gunn and other aspects of this film that you probably wouldn't see from a Thor movie. But like you said, in Ragnarok, they came out with that personality and that kind of uppity uh, uppity type character from Thor that you didn't see in the prior two to mm-hmm. three films, including the Avengers. So I can't wait for the, uh, this is a great announcement and I can't wait to see what Taika, Taika Waititi does with this. Did you guys, you guys know about like the battle of the Chris's, right? Like Hemsworth, Evans, yeah, it's, Pratt, it's like over Instagram. Pine. It's oh. like who's the best Chris. But like they had they they did like this poll. I forgot where where they they decided who's the most hated Chris rather than who's the most loved. They oh yeah, all the yeah yeah. And it came out. I know I tweeted I tweeted about it from the drive-in account. 
but uh chris pratt was voted most hated chris out of all the chris's which is like i don't like i took it so seriously almost like way too seriously and then like there was like actors like tweeting like quote tweeting it and like defending chris pratt saying like we stand by you i forgot who it said i gotta look it up no people were coming out at chris pratt for like his political affiliations yeah and he did like and then yeah, I remember that too. And then, uh, so people were literally defending Chris Pratt, like, "Oh, he shouldn't. He like, he doesn't deserve this hate that he's getting. He is not the worst Chris of all time." Like, it's just like <laughs> you're comparing him to like so, Chris yeah. Pine, like the best looking dudes of all time, and like the most loved Hollywood people. And uh, I don't know, it was just a hilarious uh, thing on social media. I remember just- ch- checking Twitter and seeing Chris Pratt trending. Uh, well, <laughs> Chris Pratt trending and. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I was like, oh, no, like, Jesus Christ. He's just getting dragged across the Internet based off of it. And it all started with just this friendly competition. Just you just hate to see it. They tried to cancel him hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened before with him. Like, like years ago, too. They used to try to cancel him. That's just, <laughs> that's just life now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So great news. Continuing on, we had uh, earlier news from a couple weeks ago. Johnny Depp was actually uh, in Warner Brothers, agreed to part ways following uh, his turbulent uh, divorce, tri- uh, divorce trial with Amber Heard uh, from the Fantastic Beats franchise. So uh, we are we now have Mads Mikkelsen is eyed to replace Depp. Uh, Depp's still going to be paid his full salary from the third film. It's like $10 million just to not wow. show up in the movie. That's uh, incredible. Best so, payday of all time. Do you, so, yeah. are you are you guys Fantastic Beast fans? You guys seen the movies? Get out of my uh, face! No, but I hear they're terrible. They're awful. I saw the first one. It was, it was, it was good, not great. Like I thought, it wasn't as bad as people said it was. Nes, this is this I is how bad it is. Nes, this is how bad it is. So, the only time I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater was in Fantastic Beasts. Wow! The only time I've ever fallen asleep in a movie. Oh theater. I fell asleep during The Hobbit. Nah. That's not good. That's yeah. shouldn't be admitting that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my bro. No shame. No shame. <laughs> my brother is uh, the biggest Harry Potter fan ever. His wedding that's next year is Harry Potter themed. Uh, he's you know read all the books. What? Whoa! That's movies. insane. Yeah, he's having no, like, a Harry what, Potter. We gotta theme talk wedding. about the theme. Like, what do you mean? What What do we got cooking there? Um. So actually, so his name is Dan. His wife or fiance's name is is Brittany. And I don't know if you guys know or recall this from the books or the movies, but there is something called the essence of Dittany, which is like a uh, it's like a potion from Harry Potter. And that's kind of what they named their their wedding after. It's the, the essence of Dittany. It's, it's like Dan and Brittany can combine, but it's also a reference to um, to Harry Potter. And then, you know, the they sent out little uh, they sent out like Harry Potter themed cards and whatnot. And um, they have a little triangle on them and stuff. Wow. And I don't know what other surprises they have for us um, regarding it, but it's pretty cool. I know Flix just threw a blog on uh, Harry Potter movies. Uh, Ricky, you're, uh, Flix, you're not as much of a Potterhead as you wouldn't have a, a, a uh, wedding theme, would you? I'll tell you what. I love Harry Potter. I love the books and the movies, but a wedding of Harry Potter. I would never do that, but wow, because my fandom is just not nearly that high. I'm so impressed by this. Yeah, they're both. It's a, it, they're, they're a couple that's huge fans. I mean, people like do books and movies. Barely. You know what I've seen people do Game of Thrones themed wedding. I just feel like that's a mm-hmm. bad omen on yourself if you're gonna yes. have a Game of Thrones themed wedding. No, but you when can't is do Game that. of Thrones? Don't no. do not go well. Yes. No, 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 no. And don't don't go to them. Flex, don't spoil that. I said nothing. Don't spoil that for anybody. I know nothing. Oh, come on. I know. Game of Thrones. Just wanted to make sure. I just want to make sure. That's something I don't think you should spoil. I know nothing. Okay. No matter what. But you, shouldn't people have already like watched so, that and up to the last uh, going up to the last season? Like everyone watched that going up to the last season. I think Game up. of Thrones is, is good to spoil now. I think it's actually in spoiler territory. I agree. I feel really it's like the not. Avengers. No. Yes. I'm just saying like that specific scene, like that. I that, said nothing. Like the shock, the shock factor of that scene is like makes your Game of All Thrones time. experience. Yeah, Except obviously, sure. like the finale, even if it's like of season one, the finale of season finale. one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yes, that too. That was also like jaw dropping. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I know. We, know, we could also. So we, we we talked about we were talking off um off recording that we wanted to do these like mini series, right, and just like review them. Maybe we should just go through Game of Thrones again. We People sure would that. that. That would that would be dope. That'd be I'm very fun. Yeah. You go season by season or something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. sick. Look out. 
Also, right. dude, wait, before we go off Fantastic Beast, so did you see the thing where like the Colin Farrell rumor about him coming back, but then he can't because he's filming Batman? And yeah, Liverpool? I did see that. He but he was awesome. already in the franchise. Right, right, right. Because he was he was Grindelwald, like spoiler alert, like for Fantastic Beasts. He was like the Johnny Depp character before Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. He was like, like the antagonist. Right. He must he is so lucky he doesn't have to come back to this franchise. Like holy I get crap. to I get to be in the Batman movie. Like, yeah, like because oh, you know he probably would have had to say yes or something, like for like money reasons or contractually or something like that. But now he just says, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to stay on this set. Like, that's such a lucky break. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. I hate to come back to this freaking hey, Especially after the second one. It's like, okay, we have to do another one. Are they, aren't they playing like five of these movies? They were planning on doing it like Harry Potter. Like, it's an absurd series. So, oh. I don't know. That's just, that's just a disaster. Uh, Mess. Also, Mads, Mad Mickelson, like, low-key, one of the best. We Bond didn't even talk about him. Low-key, one of the best Bond villains of all time. And he would be like a good guy to step in as Grindelwald. I could see him doing that. He's got like the slick gray hair and he's like pretty smooth guy i think right yeah i think it'd be fine as well and he has that look of a villain like we said in bond and yeah Yeah, he looks like a bad guy yes yeah and he was in hannibal right 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 and yeah and he was in rogue one but not necessarily bad now we're just listing off some of his movies but yes whatever but good actor uh so next up on the docket we have jake gyllenhaal teaming up with director michael bay what a what a duo uh for an ambulance remake uh ambulance was a 2005 danish thriller film uh it's been this new film is being compared to like uh it's gonna be something similar to like the great action thrillers of the 90s like speed with keanu reeves and uh michael bay's own film bad boys uh so IMDb has an early synopsis for it saying two brothers steal an ambulance after their robbery goes awry. So we got Jake Gyllenhaal, we got Michael Bay, we got ambulances and we got a thriller. Ricky Flex, you're a big uh, Gyllenhaal fan. Huge, massive Gyllenhaal fan. I love this. I think it's a very cool pr- uh, premise. Love the idea. And you know, it's a Michael Bay movie. I always say this with Michael Bay. He's like an offensive coordinator. He should, he's just action oriented, not necessarily a whole package deal with him as an overall movie with the plot and writing, but you know that the action is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to see Jake Gyllenhaal in this type of movie with Michael Bay. And when you think of Michael Bay, like you think Mark Wahlberg, like he's in his, those type of movies. I think the, of Pearl Harbor. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Pearl Harbor. I think Transformers, like those type of movies, right? right? And you have like. Six Underground, Ryan, Reynolds. like you have these A-list actors that aren't necessarily overall A-list, like they're A-list as in you'll go see them in the movie theater, but not like an Oscar nominated actor. But even though Mark Wahlberg actually has, but like, go, but like you don't really consider him like Spencer Confidential. Like we don't need to go out on Mark Wahlberg. I think you get my point. But now Michael Bay has like an actual real dramatic actor that's an A-lister Oscar nominated. So I think like there is a lot of potential here. And I just love, like, if you just compare it to Speed, I love that movie. Like, you're, I'm in. You compare yeah. it to that movie, I am Sick in. Movie. Yeah, I can't, so underrated. Like, totally forgotten Keanu movie. One of love them, it's like, it's like always on TV, too. And yeah, that's a I classic always, always, cable I always movie. I find a way to see it. Uh, Nez, you a Michael Bay guy? Huge Michael Bay guy. <laughs> Huge Michael Bay. Oh, every Transformers. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Huge Michael Bay guy. I can't even. I can't hey, even. He's a big Michael Bay um, guy. Right. No, I, I honestly, yeah, I enjoy Michael Bay films, and I'm not afraid to say it. I am. Uh, I, 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 I'm. I'd be afraid. There, I mean, yeah, for film Twitter, for being a movie podcaster, yeah. Just, but I haven't even seen Goodfellas, so screw you all. Okay. <laughs> You keep I, saying that yeah, every episode. So, so, movie podcast,er <laughs> fan of Michael Bay films. Never seen Goodfellas. Continue. That's Michael you, Bay that's on his Mount Rushmore. A Top film, Twitter, the best directors of all time. A film Twitter war for sure. But uh, no, they're, they're listen. They're good. They're popcorn movies. Anything he comes out with, it's just like it's entertaining. Some are better than others. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. I, it, I, people like to crush Michael Bay. It's like it's fun. You throw it on with the family. It's it's cool. Like mm-hmm. you know, right. he's not gonna give you like, I I don't know. He's not gonna give you like this crazy deep characters. You know, he's just gonna give you a movie. You're not gonna be thinking deeply and, about it. You're not gonna be like pondering, like unable to sleep, thinking about the character development in Michael Bay films. Yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna give you a Nolan masterpiece, but he'll give you like something fun to watch. That's he's an movie. offensive coordinator. He's not yeah. the overall package of a head coach, but he's he like, knows one like, side of the like, ball. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. we got to think of a proper comparison. Get, Mark Trustman. Mark Trustman. Okay. Often, Adam Gase. Sorry, he does. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Adam doesn't Gase know anything. Should, actually, could be a lighting guy. He he shouldn't even be on a movie set. <laughs> I don't even know who is the who is the Adam Gase of directors. <laughs> oh God. Someone Zach Snyder. Just, Zach Snyder. I was Whoa. I was no, actually, he's a Michael Bay. Compare. I was compared no, Zach Snyder. He's Adam Gates. He, kind of he sucks, and then he just gets—he just keeps on getting another chance, which I don't understand. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think about Michael Bay. <laughs> same, that's why they're the same to me. That's like, true. I like, I like, uh, I don't know, like Zach Snyder. Like, also, he does—he tries to do character development, and he sometimes goes too deep. But then he'll have like the massive explosions, the mm-hmm. cool action scenes. But like the movie will just be a. Who was it? Josh Whedon, who did Fantastic Four, the newest one. Josh, oh, Trank? Josh Trank. Yeah, he's he's getting that Capone. Yikes. Dude, he might be Adam Gase. Yeah, he might be, <laughs> he he might be Adam Gase. Keeps getting Capone. chances. He like had this. a chance of the Al Capone movie, and he just made it yeah. about Tom with Tom Hardy. And he had a Fantastic <laughs> Four movie with Michael B. Oh, Jordan and Miles Teller. Al Capone movie. Sick, you Tom Hardy. What happens? He's literally crapping his pants half the movie. Like, what, is a, what, what a waste of a freaking opportunity. He's the Adam Gase. He's the guy who directed it. He's the guy who directed Fantastic Four, which is like a 4% of Rotten Tomatoes. Are we the worst Superman movie of all time? You drop the worst Tom Hardy movie of all time. And it's really hard to make a bad Tom Hardy movie. It's just whatever. And around one of the most polarizing character uh, people in the United He's States in the past 100 years. He's the Adam Gaze. Done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's continue. Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be making an appearance later in the show because we're doing Race to the Oscar. Uh, we mm. did one with Shia LaBeouf and miles, uh, teller. miles teller a few episodes ago it's that's where we just uh basically argue about and debate who's going to be the first who's going to win an oscar first so we're going to do that later with jake gyllenhaal versus ryan gosling that's going to be that's going to be electric um last part of the yeah, news definitely. here in the checkup before we do uh, the trailer roundup we have dwayne johnson developing a scorpion king reboot okay uh dwayne johnson won't star in the titular titular role type titular is that the word yeah titular sure. role we'll go with it. uh but he's gonna produce and he might have another uh a supporting role so guys you seen scorpion king care about it i care i i don't i the rock is just a phenom i don't even i don't even care about the movie itself listen the rock <laughs> is insane he's just like doing so much all the time where does he find the hours in the day i mean I, I don't even know how he how he gets so much done. I mean, he's running like a football league. He's drinking Terramana tequila half the time. He's doing all these movies and he's still like ripped and like has time to work out. I don't know how he finds the hours in the day. Listen, I'm not going to say this is going to be a good movie, but I'll say the fact that he's not going to be acting as the Scorpion King is actually probably better for the movie. I'll say <laughs> that. But the fact that he's behind it, he's funding it. And, you know, if he puts the right people in place, then it could be a good movie. Uh, is it supposed to connect to the original? It's just a reboot, straight up reboot. Yeah, reboot. I think oh, okay, sick. Yeah, I, 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 I want to see, <laughs> see him with the ponytail again, like now. Oh, oh my god, that would be a look. sick Halloween. Have like a Hercules type no. rock. Uh, a Halloween, I think that would be a sick. Halloween. You should be the you should be the Scorpion King for for Halloween next year, Doctor O. I would I would be the I would, I would not be able to pull that off whatsoever. <laughs> that would look mm-hmm. terrible with a ponytail. <laughs> I don't even want to picture that right now. Now we're gonna have to do like a little Photoshop on Twitter and just put a picture of me with like the, uh, <laughs> oh, man. and then I got like the, the, the necklaces, whatever, sh- my shirt off, you know. Please do that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> just don't even do it for Halloween, just do it for now. Just do it. <laughs> Lex, you Scorpion King fan? No, but I'm intrigued to see who he's going to cast because like what Nez was saying, like he's not necessarily going to focus on the actual acting since he's not the prominent role here. But now that he's such a big star in Hollywood, like the original Scorpion King was back in like 02, like early 2000s. He was like a nobody then. Like, let's all be honest. But like as in like in the acting world. Yeah, it was wrestling. Yeah, like huge, huge WWE, but like in wrestling, but like not in the acting world, but now we can see like who he can bring in, like all these big star actors. Like he's friends with Ryan Reynolds. Like maybe he comes into the frame here. I don't know. I'm just that was just that was not a rumor or anything. <laughs> but that was just an example. Like he's friends kidding? with all these big time actors. Start the rumor mill. <laughs> but, 
we know how movie Twitter works. He's but like, think out. about but the thing this way. In the original Scorpion King, uh, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. But he was in that movie and get other jacked actors to be in the Scorpion King, like something like that. Like I don't know, like more well known as like nowadays. Like I don't, I don't know. My mind. I'm not a big Scorpion King guy, but maybe him developing it could make it into more relevancy. I, I like that The Rock is like just sticking to what he's good at. So he's not like trying to like, like he's done all these action movies, like, and then he knows like, I am never going to be that guy who's winning an Oscar. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to develop my career, I'm just going to stick with it. It's kind of like what Mark Wahlberg's movies. doing right now. Like I just like macho movies and just, we're just going to continue on this road. Instead of like starring in them, we'll start to produce them. So he's still growing a little bit. You understand how he understands how the business works, but he's not trying to fake. He's not trying to like sell something. He's not. So I respect it. Yeah. Like he's, he's a know. skyscraper um rampage like all these action movies that you don't have to list them all you don't have to list them all. i was gonna list them all i was gonna <laughs> stop there but like you know they'll be like 50 um, hundreds like critically probably and like, mm-hmm. just be like good popcorn flicks and this will probably be the same yeah that's 100 percent what's gonna happen with this one <laughs> so uh that does it for the uh check up with dr o we do have a short trailer roundup we had a trailer for a documentary coming to hbo max the two-part documentary coming in january uh about tiger woods uh it's uh coming in january it's two parts we just obviously we had the masters this week uh we we well flicks what do you what do you think about the trailer do you like it you like what you saw like what they're talking about well of course it's tiger woods and his story is incredible like of course i'm gonna love this no matter what but it just seems odd to me that so but if now I feel like every documentary sports documentary is going to be compared to the last dance because of how good that was. And that was in 10 parts. And everyone before that was like, Holy crap, 10, like 10 parts of a documentary, like in five weeks, that's insane. Now I feel like this is nothing. And he deserves more because he's tiger freaking woods. You know, I feel like only two episodes before the last dance, I probably would have been like, Oh, why couldn't it just be one? So I just feel like, I think it's funny how the last dance has kind of changed the sports documentary momentum and our mindset around them. I think that's like kind of the lasting legacy behind that and how it's already affected me less than a year later with Tiger Woods and HBO Max documentary about him. Here's here's what I'll say. I mean, everybody's getting a documentary. Everybody's like really hyping up documentaries now. I think because The Last Dance was such a cultural phenomenon. Documentaries have always been good. Go back, watch some old ones, people. All right, listen, Tiger is going to be sick. He's got He's had a really tumultuous career. But I think a lot of people are getting really hyped about document. I mean, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe people are going to learn something for, for a change. But but I just have to say this as a PSA. Documentaries have been good before the last dance. People go back, watch some other ones. All right. That being said, Tiger is going to be sick. He's a beast. <laughs> I love him. I hope it follows up like it finishes up at like the Masters when he won. And I won two hundred dollars from betting on him. Um Chris. And, and I, I think because he really comes full circle. It's 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 very Hollywood. It's built for Hollywood, even though it's a documentary. But it's it's uh, I'm excited about it. I just wanted to get that PSA out because you know I'm I'm just sick of people just hyping up all these new documentaries that are coming out as if people have been coming out with documentaries for a very long time. Right, and I think Flex, you nailed it when you said people are like spoiled from The Last Dance. They just expect a, a 10 part series that's going to show all this behind the scenes footage, something that people haven't seen. And especially with Tiger Woods, you can make 30 episodes on his life. Holy cannoli, dude. Easily. Like they, he, like they, they show everything in this trailer. It's like they, I thought, I thought it was only going to be about him and his dad and their relationship, but it's literally his entire life. They show the car that crashed on Thanksgiving night back in 08. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, and, and then so it's just, and they obviously show all his victories in the early, uh, in the uh, mid two thousands, and obviously I think I think it's a appropriate place to end when he wins the mask Masters in twenty nineteen. That was incredible. Like that was one of right. my favorite sports of all time. That mm-hmm. was truly special. So uh, I'm excited for it, and he is like on that Mount Rushmore of athletes. Like him, he's like belongs on there with Michael Jordan. So he deserves like the same treatment. But the thing with the last dance, you just had all this footage being built up and it was held by Michael Jordan. So it's just like you knew it was going to be epic, too. Yeah. And you saw the amount of detail and how granular the last dance was with Michael Jordan. And now and you feel that Tiger Woods, his career has been like obviously so long since he came up in late 90s and he was a star, before, like a prodigy in the early 90s. So it's going to cover from there from then. And 
you think two episodes to cover 30 years like that like well obviously more than 30 years he's like 50 or something i don't know but like to cover that span only two episodes is kind of ridiculous like looking at it because he's like think about it if you look at just the beginning part of his career before he like the beginning, beginning part of his career and when he was a child that's like a 10-part documentary in itself how crazy that was and then you go from to his prime like and then his downfall that's another 10 parts like it is insane how long his career has been and how like, how long he's been like the product of like his the prodigy he's been so it's gonna be uh, interesting how they do it I wrote a blog a while ago, but after the last dance finished and I said other sports documentaries we want to see next. And the first one I wrote was Tiger Woods. That's one everyone wants to see. So I'm right. like, I think the HBO photo. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. my God. The photo. Yes. And then uh, like after you talk about after the DUI. All time. Oh, All yeah. time photo. Yeah. God, that was bad. Uh, yes. And then obviously like you have like, video the, too. The tab- the tabloids and everything like that came out with like the woman he's been with. He went to like sex rehab. Like he's had an insane life. Unbelievable. Um, Family issues. His dad said, dying. Another one I wanted to see. Another one. We also. We, I remember we talked about this. We talked about other documentaries we wanted to see. We talked about like Tebow, and then I talked about like USC, like and during mm-hmm. like like Matt USC Liner. And, like I don't know. Uh, I know we listed a bunch of those, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. Manti Teo, I remember I said that one. Manti Teo, that would be funny. They should do uh, they should do one about Liverpool soccer or Maybe. Manchester United. Nah, and they actually Les- did one Lesser on City. Uh, George Best. Thirty for thirty. <laughs> you ever seen it? More like George Worst. Jeez. All right, we don't need to get into this. But <laughs> ridiculous comment. Moving See, on. Uh, so that does it for the checkup. Uh, so we're moving on now to our review of Borat subsequent movie film. Right. <laughs> Nez, uh, you take the reins from here. All right. First of all, let me give you everybody a quick slow down, Buckaroo, because this is a spoiler, spoiler review. Everybody know that uh, spoiler review for Borat. So be careful if you haven't seen it. Um, although, you know, I don't think there's like a real big plot line that needs to be, you know, kept secret, but spoiler, it's is a spoiler review. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't really know what to say. I, should I, do you want me to read the synopsis or just give my thoughts on synopsis, on... synopsis, synopsis, give it to us, give it oh, to dude, us. Dude, I suck at synopsis. This is usually your job to read. Then the do it off top of your head. <laughs> All right. So the second Borat, it's about, um, the same Borat. He's going back to, uh, the USA and I think he has to gift Kazakhstan's or what's, you know, fictional Kazakhstan's uh, their national pig or something like that. They're giving him to Mike Pence. Or monkey. Something. Johnny the monkey. 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 Johnny the monkey. Johnny the monkey. I don't know why. The I, genius. I, I thought it was a pig. Johnny the monkey. And then his, he has a daughter that tags along uh, and actually kills Johnny the monkey. And then they have to give his <laughs> daughter as a gift. He's Johnny the monkey. <laughs> to to Mike Beds and uh, basically what the Cal Pence by the way they're going across <laughs> America once again uh, creating hijinks and doing all sorts of pranks um, and I mean that that's pretty much it for the synopsis did I, did I really miss anything I'm I, like I'm not good at summarizing uh, so like you also got to know like uh, he like the reaction the beginning of the movie to the first Borat he's like a celebrity celebrity in the United States Mm-hmm. But back home, he's like looked at, and he's like they they, they he brought shame upon their country, and mm-hmm. so now he has to like redeem himself by bringing this gift, right? To, uh, for uh to Mike Pence, <laughs> right? Insane. So, Sorry. So what are what are our thoughts on this? What 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 do we have? What do you guys think in here? So I had high expectations. Like mm-hmm. the first Borat was an absolute cultural phenomenon. Oh my god! That was that like it like how many like the constant taglines. The it was like a movie the world had never really seen before. Uh, I know we had like like Jackass and those type of shows, but on the level of Borat, that was it. Really, it was something incredible <laughs> where people <laughs> were. Uh, it was as I said, a cultural phenomenon. So I had I had super high expectations, and I it kind of lived up to them. Not nearly as not on the same level as the first one, but they still played all the hits and they, I thought it was a pretty clever movie. Um, I really thought the ending, I, I didn't see it coming. Um, then like the scenes, I think Borat, these two movies, they are peak 
cringe humor movies. Like, mm-hmm. like Borat is the king, right? It is the, uh, it's the upper echelon of just, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can watch this, but I need to watch it because I'm going to laugh my butt off. You know, mm-hmm. that's like what Borat is. So mm-hmm. I, I, I liked it. I thought uh, this one had more of an actual story to it than mm-hmm. the first did, Borat. Yeah. The first Borat was just him just like getting accustomed to like U.S. culture. And mm-hmm. uh, he was just going from place to place. And whoever would allow right. him to do certain things. This one, he actually had it, it followed a plan. It really, he adds someone else into the fold. So like he doesn't have to like basically hog the screen for uh, an hour and a half. And I thought the girl, his daughter was great. I thought she was she mm-hmm. went all in. And like, if you want someone to go with Sasha Baron Cohen, because, you know, he's like he's going to like put his life in danger, like as mm-hmm. Borat. He's like wearing Kevlar vest, like when he's doing these things, because they're so outlandish and you know, he's going to piss so many people off. You need a, you need a partner in crime. That's going to be like, like someone that's just going to go as hard as you. And we certainly saw that with a lot of her scenes. So I thought she was awesome too. Yeah. She definitely uh, complimented him very well that I thought that they were really good on screen together. She played her part really well. As for the overall movie, I think it was significantly worse than the other Borat. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, like I think it was it was still very funny, but the first Borat was just had so many moments of like, all right, here's the difference in my opinion. I think the the first Borat had a, a lot of moments of me cracking up, like laughing so much at the screen, and uh, the new Borat, it's not, it was I was less cracking up at the screen and more just like my jaw was dropped like Rudy Giuliani. Holy crap. Uh, the, the, the sing along at the thing. I actually, that was spoiled for me on Twitter beforehand. Um, but that was like, Oh my God. And then the fact that people are singing with him was like, Oh my God. Um, but overall, like I still enjoyed the movie. It had a lot of really shocking things come up, but I don't think it was nearly as funny as the first one. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think what impressed me was the overall story of this movie actually connected decently well. I was actually incredibly shocked by that because, like, if you think of the first one, like, you can't really name any. You can name all the funny things that happen. You can name the story, like, the overall, like, the premise of the movie. But, like, the relationship with Azamat, whatever, like that wasn't like deep or anything. That was just there for pure comedy. Like there was no like actual like uh, cinematic effect to the first one. It was just a pure comedy. And and I'm not saying that to, that as a drawback. I'm saying that as just you can't really compare the two the same because this one had like emotional stakes, like emotional relationships with his daughter and the relationship. And just throughout the movie, there was theme, that theme and the connectivity between that and also the first movie in the past. So. I think that they actually did an incredible job with that. But going back to what you said, it was just nowhere near as funny as the first one. And I felt like this one was at times incredibly forced, like a lot of the humor. And I, I, I watched, I did not watch this with either of you, but I could hear Dr. Rowe laughing his butt off in the mm-hmm. other room when he watched it. I just didn't do that nearly as much as he did. So like, it's all about like, it's like with all comedies, you kind of get your taste and I also laughed my butt off at some scenes, but I could just tell like his laughter was a lot deeper than mine. Like a couple of mine, I was just like, huh. And a couple of times I was literally like had to pause it. So I was laughing, but after like 35 minutes, I remember like I was kind of tired and exhausted. I had to take a break for kind of a second here, just because all the political atmosphere and environment surrounding it. I just had to take a second. Right. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dr. O? What do you think about the political climate? You, I think you guys are I, like are underrating how funny this movie was. There was but what Ricky Flicks is kind of missing here is that when he heard me, it was a mix of me laughing, but also screaming at my computer because I couldn't believe what I was watching. The scene that like blew my mind was the dance scene at the ball. Right? <laughs> Where the, where she does they do the fertility dance and that <laughs> that sold me on the actress who was playing his daughter because it showed me she was all in she's like dancing pulling up her skirt she obviously had her period it's like blood going down her legs and she's like flashing her like her basic her blood like all over like basically to the entire crowd Jesus. and then when I saw that I was just like oh my god like I can't even imagine what's gonna come up 
later in the movie. We already were teased with Rudy Giuliani. But also the scene where he dresses up as Trump and then he crashes Pence's Yeah, that was speech. crazy. And so that's and what that scene had that the first one had that made, what helped me the first one so great. You had actual crowd reactions to what he was doing. You had uh, the woman pushed him, right? When he was carrying his daughter on his back, right? Saying to Pence, like, I have a present for you. I have a gift for you. Then you have an actual woman come in there and shove him. Like you could tell, like he, there's a, there's, there's a level of like danger to what he was doing. And like in the first one, a part of the reason it was so funny. Yes. He was this very funny accent. He has these taglines, but people just were like, couldn't believe what he was doing. Right. And they were just like mm-hmm. staring at him weird, acting weird. This one, I didn't register it as much. So it's like when he's like on the iPhone, right. And calling it a calculator, the guy wasn't that weirded out. I was just like, I, I want someone to get well, freaked he, out. I, he was in on it. I, I think he was in on it because at the end, that's, when he that's made also the call, what I'm saying too. Like, so like I, there's a, yeah, I, I no, sorry, I'll let you talk once. I just like I just wanted go to say, it. no, no, go, go, go. I like that's also the lack of reaction to the craziness of things he was doing. It made me think, okay, maybe this wasn't like the first one where it's like total shock. What's yeah. happening? So maybe they knew who he was. Like I don't so know. So to my to my point, what I said before, I I just feel that like this one, and again, I'm not trying to compare the two as in good or bad, like the first and second one, and which is better. Or not I'm just saying what they are the second one just felt more of like an actual cinematic movie, like a whole plot. It had a story and line. if you think about it, compare it this way, all this like cameos from the random people in the first one, those were kind of just like skits, right? Like the kids on the bus, like um, the people in the hotel. Those are all just like five minute scenes. The people, the skits in this one were all like the people were actually crucial or not all of them, but cru- like some of them. We're crucial. Think about it. The babysitter, she had a crucial part at the end. Clearly an actor, it right? The two it. people in quarantine, they played a critical part in this movie. And she, uh, they both had to like approach her. And they actually like one of them started crying, saying like, your dad loves you, blah, blah, blah. Like at the, the singing scene. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that like, confirm that they were actors or not. Because I've saw, I've seen both on social media and I don't know which is true. But what I am saying is that this one clearly had implications of these skit like characters, these people that you think was just random showings, but they actually had acting performances. And that's what I'm saying with the cell phone guy. The cell phone guy at the end had a clear implication when he called uh, Borat at the end to the prime minister of Kazakhstan saying, like, I recorded everything. And Obviously, it, that guy was in on it. So that first scene kind of makes it down. If you had someone who wasn't aware and all of a sudden you were showing porn. Right, like he did in that scene when he's using the iPhone and he's projecting it on the screen. Imagine mm-hmm. that was an actual like shock factor. Like uh, to me, that movie it would just takes the movie to another level. Right, so I think it was just he knew people recognized him for the most part. Right, and like and I thought it would have been a hilarious storyline, maybe like for a Borat three if he became an influencer. Like, if he that's a great movie, idea. And, like, oh and, like, my god! And, like, if he like had his like a cult leader or something. Yeah. So. You saw American Pickle, right? Yeah. So American Pickle, where he like it's a guy coming from the past, obviously coming to present day, becomes an influencer, finds out what Twitter is, and then he takes the world by storm. Imagine Borat takes that like it's like today when someone becomes popular, like Dogface or whatever, who's doing like the the cranberry juice and the Fleetwood Mac. Imagine you have like something with Borat that makes him like go viral, and then all like he becomes this like sensation. Then you have him interacting yeah. with like. Talk stars or like you could have made it incredible i agree like, and and now with Bo- everyone knowing borat and how like successful it's been and how successful sasha Cohen has been as well like he could you could have easily done something where and i'm assuming that we're taking your point here with your idea with the influencer like you bring like some people that he's friends with like uh we were just t- we just reviewed trial of chicago seven like our eddie redmayne or like some famous actors from there like you know what i'm saying like you could have easily done something through the connections uh, from Sasha Baron Cohen. But another right. thing I just wanted to say um, as a sidetrack or a backtrack is uh, Maria Bakalova, the girl yep, the daughter. She was great. I thought, and like to go to an addition of what you were saying, how difficult the role was like the improvisation of that is so difficult, especially in her, this is her first like full feature film that she actually starred in, which is just incredible to do with this concept. I thought that was very impressive and I thought another just funny nitpick I saw on Twitter, and if I'm wrong, just debunk me, like just tweet at me. But I think this is right. She was speaking in Bulgarian, and 
um, Sacha Baron Cohen was speaking like Hebrew or something, like like Hebrew, like not Bulgarian. Like they were speaking different languages, and these random people that in the movie like couldn't recognize that, but like they're so similar that you, you like didn't know they were different languages. I, I thought that was that was hilarious tidbit to see on social media. I in like man, and like imagine improving that Rudy Giuliani scene where it's like they probably have like an idea going in, like, hey, this is the plan. Okay, you're gonna go in there, I'm gonna bust in, but like maybe he doesn't tell her, like, because maybe he's supposed to come in another time, or maybe like you know how like he was uh he had trouble getting in to the actual right, movie. right. So, and so, like, what was that with like did, how much improvisation is actually involved? And then like it has to be good, like, it has to be good, and he has to come out come in the room on time for that Rudy Giuliani scene. So it's like it takes some strategy, 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 definitely a lot of strategy. strategy. Yeah. A lot of strategy. Yeah. Oh, and there's like a quote um, from her saying like, Oh, uh, like he wanted to come in earlier than later, just in case something happened. Like he just like, it's, it's insane that that happened in the first place. Like, and like, I'm not saying that I believe once that happened or not, I'm just saying, I, I'm saying ain't political. I'm just saying like, it's insane that that was even considered <laughs> with Rudy Giuliani. It's insane. That was, that- that was just like oh my god and, and it just the news broke before the movie it was the best promo the movie could have gotten yeah absolutely that picture yes yes great marketing like god. even though it's not it, it's the best thing that they could have done for that because like it was like just oh my god watching that scene was so uncomfortable uh-huh. oh my god oh it was just ridiculous rudy, was, I, rudy came off real bad there like, yeah so i course. saw the well the thing is you see the picture and you're like all right like you know, it, it could they could have maybe they caught him in like a compromising picture. Yeah. Then you watch the whole thing and you're like, oh boy, um, uh, I don't know. Like, you know I don't know about that one, Chief. Talking. He's like flirting with her. I'm like, damn, this is like yeah. really creepy. <laughs> then like drinking the not bed. good. And the way, he, oh, dude, that was I was I was like, wow, this is like, yeah. I can't believe Borat got this like type incredible. Of, he got this person right to be in this movie and like contribution here. It's like. That I, I couldn't believe that that he actually scored mm-hmm. that interview. I mean, who's who the heck is clearing yeah. Rudy Giuliani interviews? I have yeah. no idea. Well, besides, well, besides that scene, maybe what are before we wrap up with our key takeaways from this movie? What were some of your favorite quotes or scenes from the movie? Uh, maybe Doctor O, we'll start with you. Yeah, the like when the, when he's at the Rednecks' house, it is so freaking funny. Yeah. It is the log at the cabin there, and like, and like Hillary they're, Clinton drinks blood. They're killing the coronavirus by by slapping, like using the pants with the pan. The stuff. Oh was, my god, that was so funny. But also, like, like uh, when he was doing the sing along, that was actually eye opening, right? Like, yeah, uh, hearing people sing along and everything, and like hop in. But uh, when the two rednecks went up to his daughter and says like the punishment he's gonna have. Like if he does, if they don't, if, if they don't present her as a gift to Giuliani. So I thought that was absolute, I was, that's where I think I was, I was like dying laughing the most where it's like, they're saying, yeah, they're going to rip his legs and apart and stuff like right. that. And the cows started crying. I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? <laughs> but uh, I thought the ending was so genius. I thought that was clever. Like, that was incredible. I didn't see that coming at all. I, maybe I should have. Man, I felt like a dummy because I didn't see it coming. But uh, to make it seem like he was the cause of the spread of coronavirus, like worldwide, I thought that was so genius. <laughs> yeah. That, and I was like, only like Sasha Barone Cohen's mind is like thinking like this. Um, but I, I also wanted to say this was like more of a political statement in the first one before I, I just want to wrap up my own thoughts sure. here. But it was definitely like the first Borat, we know we, it's like a sketch. It was like, it's a sketch show and it's like different skits. This one that actually has a message to it. And even at the end of the movie, it's saying go vote and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and the whole thing about Borat, no matter if it's the first or second one, it's obviously like social satire. It's like, how right. he, it's like, he's trying to show people, this is what like the, this is behind how people think in this country and they act certain ways. And like, like basically it's like, it's like a study based on culture here. And uh, to me, I thought the second one, it really made me think a little bit compared to like the first one who cares. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like him becoming accustomed, but like the second yeah. one obviously has its agenda and uh, it was just more thought provoking, but like the, that's not too much, obviously, but uh, it I thought it was very funny as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, this one was way more political. The other one was basically just making fun of America and how, how you know, just how we are in general. And then you know, basically giving you the eyes of a scope from from a foreigner, a very ignorant former foreigner that's like a satire of a foreigner in general. Um, 
So that and then this one was very politically charged based off of obviously the current political climate and everything going on. Uh, so that was definitely interesting. And this is like a movie that like may or may not have influenced an election. Just the fact that like, our, you know, one of the candidates lawyers was involved in this, like some one of his confidants was involved famous in this. Lawyer. And obviously, aim, yeah, famous lawyer, famous mayor. Um, and, and obviously, you know, uh, uh, you know, has it just has a lot taken at that specific candidate. So I think that it's definitely interesting. I don't know if there was like a significant impact. I don't know if it, it created or made any votes or 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 changed anything in an election, but it, it could have had an influence. I mean, it, it's just very interesting seeing like that Rudy Giuliani picture dropping right before the election was just like. As crazy as things have been in 2020, it was just, I guess it was just another, uh, another, you know, thing to come along, but like in any other year that would probably would have been in the headlines for a while. <laughs> Agreed. Flex, well, uh, funny scenes for you. Oh man. Well, I definitely don't think it was as many as the first one, but like there was some laugh out loud, funny scenes here. Like don't, the, don't start with that. The scene that really got to me. But you mentioned it, Dr. O. It was the scene with the fertility dancing, but it was not even that. It was before that when Borat was talking to that guy oh. uh, next to him and says, oh, you like, you like my daughter? And you, he like basically said, like, oh, your daughter's cute or whatever. And then he goes, oh, how much is she worth? And the guy like looks around for his daughter and goes, $500. <laughs> and, I, yes. and his daughter and his was like what? Daughter goes like what the hell like that's like, what like, <laughs> that, that like, like that's what i'm talking about like those the actual human like i mean that that guy that must have been i don't know and she's 15 and she's 15 no way he would have like, reacted like that it's insane and like <laughs> obviously the baby scene like saying like i took her behind the dumpster <laughs> oh, oh my god. god that was that might have been the funniest scene where was, like, I feel, oh like, yeah I feel, oh I my god inside my i tongue. feel i right now from laughing i feel a pain in my shoulder because how funny that was that was so <laughs> oh my god that was so bad the guy was so christian that, <laughs> yeah are, he's like are, are you are you telling me this like you you are this girl's father and it's like they're walking through it and when, oh, once they went to like, the woman's clinic like you knew what was happening you're like this is it here we go and uh it was perfect it was perfect comedy but then uh the scene also wasn't gonna talk he played the hits again with the with uh the jews when he went to the synagogue right oh, right yeah that was actually right. really funny and, and then like the like woman. just like him at like him actually like you know speaking to, to actual jewish people i thought that was like actually it was like a spin on like his the old jokes because you know jew jokes get, they, they get they get really old you know and, and i just Definitely. thought it was cool that he actually spoke to actual uh -huh. uh, like jewish people in, in this uh even if it was like satirical yeah and it was like kind of funny like those conversations they're having like it's it's it's, it's obviously says a lot about those those two elderly women like what great yeah. people they are but uh it was kind of funny to think like they're they 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 probably no idea who this dude is. Like they don't know more at, and so they think like they're changing the world by talking to this like anti-Semitic dude. And it's it's just it just kind of cracked me up. I she was like kissing him. She's like, "Can I hug you? Can I kiss you?" And I was just like, "What what are we doing right now?" And he looks so obviously ridiculous. He's got like the bat wings too, and he, it was just in the nose. It was just ridiculous. But uh, that was him just playing the hits, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, that is funny. It's also funny con considering that Sasha Baron Cohen is was raised Jewish. So like mm -hmm. that's he he I guess if anybody can make these jokes it's um you know it's him I guess I I, I don't know the rules it's 2020 so I'm putting my hands up here but um but it is funny how how like he implements that into his uh you know how you know how I guess anti Jew he is being a Jewish person I I think it's very interesting yeah so uh I think it does it right I, we got scores. Oh man. Okay. I'll give the first Borat, you know, an 85 and I'll give this one, uh, you know, a 69. I'm giving a 75 to the second one. Okay. I think, I think I summarized my thoughts pretty well on it. Uh, still not as good as the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's not as good as the first and at times felt like a little exhausting, but it was, they tried something different, more clever, more put together. I'm going to give it a 68, 68. Uh, if All you right. use that 
If you said 69, I was going to be like, very nice. 68? <laughs> really, dude? You have to like come you back. You go one off on a 69 like that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> I like. <laughs> All right. Well, 68. that wraps our... our uh, my wife. Oh, my gosh. All Here right. That's go. enough. Here we go. Um, that, that wraps up our Borat 2 review. What do we have next on the dock? Dock it, doctor. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it over to uh, Ricky Flex for a race to the Oscar. Oh, excuse me, Ricky. Race to the Oscar, second ever edition of this segment on the Drive-In Podcast or any podcast for that matter, to our knowledge. This week we had we mentioned ambulance r- rumor casting with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael ba- a Michael Bay movie. Another thing this week though, this past week, Ryan Gosling's birthday turned 40. Mm-hmm. Joe and Hall is also 40. So the question goes to you two. Who will win an Oscar first? Jake Joan Hall or Ryan Gosling? I'll open the floor. Make your opening arguments. I literally was wrestling with this for an hour today. I, I, pull, I still have the, the two I am uh, DBs up. And I'm doing all my research. I'm looking up the upcoming movies that they're in and the past movies. They're the same exact age. And literally their careers are almost identical. So I, I, I'm going to – I want to hear from Nez first. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on my decision yet. So I'm just oh, gonna, man. I'm just, I'm just saying how tight of the race this is and that it's literally a coin flip. Oh, man. Um, For you. Oh, man. This is, this is interesting, man. This is interesting. I, I, they're, they're two very, very similar actors, as you mentioned before. I, I think Gosling's been closer. So that would be a reason to, to you know, go vote for him. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Hall puts a lot into his roles. I think he might put more into his roles. And in, mm-hmm. if I were to bet on somebody to really put in the effort, it would be uh, Jake Hall. But that being said, you know. I, I really couldn't tell you. I, I think I'm going to have to lean Gyllenhaal here. Uh, but that being said, Gosling's been closer. So I guess it would be a safer bet to go with him. Um, this is me just betting on both of them so that I can't be wrong, by the way. It's the best way to argue. It's how they do it on all the all uh, all the, all the uh, on all the sports shows. <laughs> after, after, <laughs> over here. after listening to Nez, I now know what I'm going to pick. All right, let's hear it. Who are you picking? Because right, I agree 100%. Who do I enjoy watching more? Jake Gyllenhaal. He goes more all out for his roles, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan Gosling is like the coolest dude of all time, but he, I, like, I don't think he gets, uh, he's not as committed to his roles as Gyllenhaal gets. And I think I want to see Gyllenhaal get that Oscar, but at the same time, Gosling's more picky with his roles. And he does more like critically acclaimed stuff. You got Gyllenhaal, uh, Gyllenhaal doing like Spider Man. Uh, I know, and like he's into more of like producing now. He's he produced Devil all the time. He also does. Um, he's doing a TV show uh, with Anton Fuqua that just was announced, uh, a Netflix miniseries. So, and a in movie terms of well. an Oscar, more likely to win, I'm gonna go Gosling. Right, he's the two-time nominee to Jalen Hall's one. Uh, not, I, I honestly like Jalen Hall more. Obviously, like I said, but who's doing the more uh, awards worthy or like award contender type of movies, it's Gosling. So I'm gonna be de- play devil's advocate and go the Goss God. So you you say that like who does the more like Oscar Beatty movies? Yes, that is Gosling for the past five years, right? He's like he's been in those or he's been in those Oscar Beatty movies for the past ten years, really. Gosling, you have first nominated. The what's all right, yeah, yeah, but like he that was like his come up, like that was like half Nelson is what the movie you're referring to. Yeah, it's that was like his come up into like, oh, okay, this guy is is he's he's somebody here, he's someone to look at here to be an A list actor, and eventually, and now is right. But like, I feel like 2011, like Ides of March, was really like every single movie he does from there on out is really like that, that should be an Oscar like Beatty movie from here on out like every single role he takes is going to be great and with with joe and hall you didn't really see that as much like at least in recent time like of course you have the nocturnal animals and you have uh nightcrawler right but then you have like other movies like like uh life and demolition that just like don't have those oscar type rings to them right Mm -hmm. you have spider-man like great role for him to come back into the scene because 
he wasn't really like he had the sisters brothers which is a good movie but that's a streaming movie and had no recognition whatsoever and like hardly anyone saw it so like joan if you compare the two like yeah like gosling's in these big oscar Beatty roles compared to joan hall but if you look into the future in the upcoming like recent years you have gosling coming out with gray man that we talked about here on the drive-in podcast with uh, the russo brothers and chris evans and then you have Hadra, uh, Project Hail Mary, which honestly with Phil Lord and it's about um, the astronaut trying to save Earth um, and he's alone in outer, outer space. So that could be a potential Oscar, right? But there's not really anything else, no other buzz around Gosling. Oh, and he has Wolfman, but that's not an Oscar Beatty movie, right? That's more of an action. I was going to mark that as a point against him. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's not going to win you an Oscar. That's kind of leaning towards the other way. That's going away from what you're doing. Like, exactly. And Joan Hall, he's kind of coming back into the fold, right? He didn't get it for Nocturnal, he didn't get nominations for Nocturnal Animal, Animals or Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, Criminal, not to get a nomination for that. But he's coming out with The Guilty, Antoine Fuqua as well. He's coming out with, well, Ambulance, that's not really, that's not probably not going to get an Oscar Michael right Bay. there, Michael Bay. But like, Re- but like you have other movies like Rio, like with Benedict Cumberbatch coming out. You have like The what Anarchist versus ISIS. Where that's going to be like very topical, obviously, in recent years, and that's the 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 academy is going to see that, right? You have Snowblind, Finest Kind, Finest Kind, like a Boston Syndicate organized crime movie, like that screams Oscar. Joan Hall is coming out with these movies in the future that, but I'm not like I like, hey, these movies haven't come out yet; they're still in pre-production. Like nothing, I'm not saying these are going to be Oscar contenders, but he's coming out with these Oscar Beatty type movies. Where, where Gosling isn't really doing that. He's going out with the Wolfmans and Gray Man, more action oriented. Definitely not Oscar, but money. I, I don't know about. I don't. Know, I'm not it's sure about Gray Man yet. That could be like a kind of. That, I think that could be. Really, Gray you think Man. That, you think that could be like in the mix? Yeah, like I, I'm like. There's a lot of hype around. It's the highest budget all time for a Netflix movie. Like, why wouldn't it potentially be a contender? Because like Irishman a like a James Bond, because like, it's a spy type movie and like James Bond. That, they don't get nominated for yeah, Oscars. I'm not so I'm not, I'm, like not, I'm, I'm just saying we're not really sure what it is yet. Like that's why like I'm not mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna dismiss it because like that could be a sick movie and it's got right. a great cast and uh, so I just I just didn't want to dismiss it yet. Right, right. Uh, so I think you, I think uh yeah, I think between the Canadian and Gosling and the American and Joan Hall, I'm going with the American who's gonna get the next Oscar. <laughs> Was it like that? Just, just not fair. That's just not fair. I'm picking against my country now. I'm going with the American. What? Stop saying that. <laughs> the United States of America. Unfair. Wow. How unpatriotic of you, Doctor O. I don't know. I think I might just leave this. I might just leave the room now. I don't, like. I'm. I'm. I'm disgusted by <laughs> Flix's comment. What? That, that, that's him trying to pander and get people to agree with him by I saying I'm on America. I'm just I, saying that one's anything. Canadian and one's American. That's all no I said. No holds barred, baby. No holds barred and race to the Oscar and top billing, which I'm very excited to be engaging with. Not this week, but soon. I just said their nationalities. I said nothing else. You, I, we knew what you were trying to do. It's loud and clear from here. Okay. They're both and 40 I years old. Say, and they're I also Canadian say, and American. The thing with, I want to like also make a comment on, so you have a lot of times these actors that when they're young, Right. Either they like get hooked onto like blockbuster type of movies and they kind of maintain that kind of route or they start off with these um, Oscar nominees, these like major dramas that are like obviously contenders for uh, Academy Awards. But some of them are if they don't win that award, just like Hall didn't win that award. OK, he kind of went to things like Spider-Man. And he went mm-hmm. to Everest and like mm-hmm. those type of movies where they're more blockbusters. So you could say like Jill Hall, he's making a return to form with these dramas. Like he took his time. He earned it. He got, he like, he got, he secured his bag, right? Like he made yep. that money. He got for that sure. Marvel money and now he's, oh, yeah. back, he's back on the awards. He's going, he's going back for the award type of movies. Like I, you could argue Gosling already had that time. Like, I know he's he, like, he's going to be in the wolf man, but he like before Ides in March, like drive was more of a commercial movie. Like it made a lot of money, like fan favorite type of movie. Uh, you had crazy, stupid love where he's like, obviously done with, he just played it. He played himself. He played a freaking cool guy trying to teach Steve Carell how to Always get laid. the cool guy. So like, yeah. So it's just like, I'm just, I, in my opinion, like Gosling is also locked in too. Like he already had that period in his career and he wants to mix in something. It doesn't seem like he's losing focus. Like the last movie he did was 2018 
with uh, First Man. And First Man was supposed to like potentially earn him an Oscar. Obviously, kind of like landed flat and wasn't the type mm-hmm. of character to get him that that golden statue. But uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be a tight race. I'm just going to stick stick with my guy. Every single like critic slash like movie writer who predicts Oscars predicted First Man to win best picture back like even like as recent as november but we and it came out on christmas like they just predicted like first man neil armstrong yeah shazelle like this is gonna win best picture didn't win it for the other land this is winning like everyone said that and it did not obviously they were not even nominated but according to warren Beatty, it won oh god (laughs) oh man one of the worst gas of all time but yeah like i think it just goes back to what you said when it comes down to they're both 40 and very, very young, and they have plenty of time. But one's coming off of their Oscar, like what their, their Oscar run should have been, and one's about to re-enter that phase. And I think that's what it comes down to for who's going to get it first. It's not like with Shia and Miles Teller when we were talking about volatility. They both are great actors and very solidified in their prime. So I think that no matter what they do, they're going to be great in what they do, unlike the previous race to the Oscar that we did. Couldn't agree more. Nez, throwing it back to you. All right. Well, that concludes our race to the Oscar. And that does that conclude our show for the day, boys? Oh, my God. All right. Well, hey, it's it's been a pleasure to be back. I'll tell you that right now. We'll be back and better than ever next week. Look out for the Mandalorian review that we're going to put out. Uh, I think we're going to sum up and do a late season recap of the new boys, uh, of the new season of the boys that just came oh, out. Yeah. Freaky. Uh, that. They were waiting for me to get my mic back for that uh, because they know how much I love that show. Big boys uh, guy. But I am We've back. Been saving it. We've been saving the, it. The microphone is back. The Nez is back. The juices are flowing. And the drive-in, pa- the drive-in pod is back. Well, it's been here. Excuse me, guys. That's, that's actually yeah, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. I'm sorry. But the drive-in pod will be here every week. Full-fledged. Tuesday, Tuesday morning drops. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) That wraps it up. Smell ya. Peace.